0: Thank you to the sponsors of this episode, dot-com So yes guys, uh if you want to buy groceries for people in Zoom, you can just go on rulayogroceries.com. Um I hope they have a must.
1: Do you know? I have I looked, they don't I didn't see, it, but I definitely saw it Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Okay guys, welcome to the Guys Podcast with me Nat and Colleen and we have a very special guest today, Colleen. But before I introduce my guest, Colleen, you know, have you ever like owed someone money? <laughs> right? And then like you meet them before you give them the money back?
1: No. No? I hate, I hate all people money. And I hate uh-huh. that if you, because you're scared that you're going to bump into them and then you owe that person 10 pounds and they're like, oh, so you've got enough money to buy bread, but exactly. you're going to
2: my money. Oh, then, eating the bread, so you owe me money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> audacity. Exactly. So in this case, no, it is not funny, but I owe our lovely guest something. <laughs> so this is the situation. <laughs> that, that, what do you owe her? I don't know. I don't think I'm at liberty to say. Oh. Um, she can say if, if, if she wants. No, it's it's, it's something that I, 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 you know, I owe her. A piece of work that I owe her. <laughs> so, It's
1: not money.
0: Huh? No, 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 it is not money. I just use that as an example. So when oh. they are watching and listening to this, <laughs> they understand. You know, just the little like the 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 little shame I'm feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how it
2: was hard for us to finally report this because you thought you would give me back my money
1: before. I won't. (laughs) Not. do not
0: you saying (laughs) money. Speak speak your pieces. Speak from the heart.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Girls Guys podcast. Our episode today is sponsored by WalayaGroceries.com. If you are in the diaspora, I'm talking Middle East. If you're in United States of America, if you're in United Kingdom, if you are in Australia, Canada, and you're looking to purchase some groceries for your family or friends back in Zimbabwe, log on to BulayaGroceries.com. BulayaGroceries.com Ulaiagroceries have, have been in operation since 2006. They have uh, their payment system is linked to PayPal, and therefore accept all major bank and credit cards they cover every major area in zimbabwe and take two working days to deliver goods whilst out of town will take goods will be delivered within a week so log on today to willowagroceries.com for your hassle-free
0: shopping for your
1: friends and your family
0: yes yeah. Yes. No, so we've got Naughty uh, joining us today. So thank you. Thank you so much, Naughty. So basically, um, I think it feels like it's been a while now. About two months or so ago, uh, we were all uh, sort of like into Insecure, uh, watching Insecure. So those of you who don't know, like Insecure is this show with Issa Rae. Um, and it really follows a group of friends and it really shows the journeys of um, young women, you know, late 20s, 30s. Um, one of the characters in the show Tiffany um, was pregnant and then she had a child um, and throughout the last season um, a lot of us who are watching it were like picking up on little things about that character that was a bit different um, so she just had the baby and if those of you who know who've watched insecure will know that Tiffany was really kind of like your step forward wife type of person all about her looks and everything, but throughout the season, we are seeing subtle things of, um, you know, her not really keeping up with her appearance and just her seeing, s- s- looking spaced out. And at the end, um, so to fast forward, um, you know, there's an incident where she, 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 she disappears really, and they're looking for her. And it really highlighted postnatal depression. So it was interesting because as the season went on um a lot of people were like picking up and saying what? like what's happening is this postnatal depression like what's up with tiffany's character um and then it it, it then sort of like um followed up and we had a conversation online on Twitter, uh, where we're sort of just talking about postnatal depression and the fact that you know a lot of us, me included, you know, know the term, but we don't really know like, like what it means. Um, well, one of the things ha- that highlighted to me was uh, with that example of the show that I've given. Um, it, it was the subtle things uh, that showed that things were not okay. Um, but in my mind, probably I thought like postnatal depression, postpartum depression was, you know, someone having like a big breakdown and something that you could point at and be like, okay, this is a postnatal postpartum depression. Um, and another thing is, um, those of us who've I mean it doesn't have to be social media but you know you see these cute babies on the timeline on twitter or instagram it feels like there's a conspiracy <laughs> of like cute babies and you're like oh my god this is so cute um but i guess it doesn't necessarily tell the full story of uh people's experiences so what we're really hoping today is just to have a conversation about that um to learn and hopefully yeah just have a conversation about that maybe parenting as well and maybe we'll have some fun at the end so not thank you so much for like joining us so guys thank you for having me guys <laughs> <laughs> well, so Collie and not you guys are moms um so i'm just throwing it out there so it doesn't have to be about like tiffany's character and in insecure um but just like postnatal depression what is it um because we may assume that people really know what it is um
1: go for it naughty okay
2: (laughs) obviously guys i'm not an expert
1: because i'm not a
2: doctor or a psychologist whatsoever uh but just sharing as a mom and from my experience uh, with motherhood i think it's just i don't want to call it uh the the motherhood blues because People say it's more than that. Uh, But because of lack of a better or medical term for it, I think it's just the highs and lows Mm. just after giving birth. Because when you have a child, you know, your life totally changes, like absolutely, you know? So I think it's just that navigation of motherhood as you start off as a mom, kind of like not knowing what you're doing and, that element of maybe lack of support or just the insecurities that come with it to say, what am I even doing? Is Am I being a good mom? And just those feelings of being down at times to say, okay, you're just panicking. You know, you know you've got this precious human being that you love so much, yeah. um, but you're overwhelmed to say, okay, am I being a good mom? Am I doing this right? So I think it's just a cocktail of emotions. Yeah.
0: How old is your little one? She's three years now. Sound oh. cool, little guys. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. So, like for for you, um, obviously you can share. As, you know, as much as you're comfortable sharing, like what ha- what has been your your experience or what was your experience? Just that journey. Um, yeah being a mom
2: i think for me it was like like i've said earlier it was just a cocktail of you know emotions um mixed with culture shock because we relocated to the uk just when i was about to give birth and it was that whole new experience of you relocated to a new country continent moreover and here i am with a new baby and um i was i think i was I was kind of like comparing a lot that like if i had been back home i would have been with my mom you know wow. um the lifestyle here is very different people are people are very individualistic so there i was my husband had started a new job he couldn't take paternity leave so it was just me and my daughter and to be honest i felt like okay i don't know what i'm doing you know um, am i being a good mom so it was more of I was really panicking a lot. And the fact that I didn't have uh, my mom or my aunts around to help me. Of course, I had my sister, uh, but who lives in London, and she couldn't be there for me like every day in terms of helping me out with my daughter. So yeah. I, that experience of culture shock, you just move to a new country, and um, you just expected people to be there to help you, but that's not how people live here. So I think I was comparing a lot with, with back home that maybe if i was back home my experience would have been different i would be having someone to help me with my daughter but then now when i look back in hindsight i feel like oh my goodness you know it brought out the strength in me that i never ever knew i had uh because most of the time i know people always say when you're depressed counseling do -hmm. this and that but you know circumstances differ and for me it was really more of i had to to take it out of myself to say okay you know what no one is going to save me i need to save myself and also the love you have for your child you know it also it also comes in to save you so i i I really prayed a lot and it was just like i need to take measures of how can i take care of myself um and i think i took a break i think i took a social media break i'm like you know what i need to concentrate on me i need to concentrate on my daughter i need to concentrate on our well-being so what is it that i can cut out of my life to help me, you know, concentrate on me. So yeah, for me, that's my experience. And like I said, I, I I'm not a medical, you know, specialist, so I wouldn't say it definitely is that.
1: So did you feel like, um, you know, like you, you've you described it as a mixture of like having highs and lows. Did you feel, did you identify that you were having these low moments? And I ask you this question and unfortunately, you know, most of these questions will be coming to you because I think I have had quite a different experience when it comes to motherhood. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, when you talk about these highs and lows, and I think again, if you're looking at it from a different, um, you know, from a different, that I, I had my child in, in Zimbabwe, and then I eventually came here, but I had that family support. So I never really felt anything besides, besides I don't know, I can't even describe what I was feeling, um, being a teenage mom. but you said you know the mixture of highs and lows like how did you identify that this was a low moment you're having did it take you time to identify that or was it just more like the were you just did you find yourself more scared like you're more f- fearful of like oh am i doing the right things you know was it a mixture of emotions or you know was it just lows and highs and lows as you said i
2: could identify them because for me it was it was like a very lonely time to be mm. honest because like I, I remember even saying to my mom i've, I've never needed you like this mm. in my life so for me to identify to actually even say that to my mom um it means i, I really could identify it to say okay you no know, these are my laws you know because you know you're a mom golly you know how the first three months are you're totally naked you are not sleeping and (laughs) once you you, you are exhausted you're literally like like a moving zombie like a walking zombie and i remember six weeks after giving but i lost so much weight and it's because i wasn't eating and you know people are quick to say oh wow snap back i'm like guys what snap back i'm not eating i don't have the time you know because i was just like constantly tired so i identify it because there were those moments where I was like really tired and obviously when you're tired it also works on your emotions and yeah. I'm like, okay you know what I'm exhausted yeah I feel it yeah
0: so Tony like so because obviously we're just having a conversation like you'd say that your experience was different so like I'm interested like how and obviously like being in Zim and I can only imagine like you say like being a young mom like Uh, i
1: think you know yeah my experience was totally different from from naughty's in that i had um i had my child when i was in my late teens and um you know i there's there's a a whole discussion around which around teenage pregnancies uh, Mm -hmm. and around teenage mothers um so like you were saying Naughty, when you're like talking about those highs and lows it's difficult for me to kind of look back and say oh there was this high high um high like this yeah, joy or elation because mm-hmm. i carried a lot of um shame i carried a lot of guilt as well like you know like oh, my family you know it caused a lot of rifts or drifts apart in my family so i i remember though, i remember my mom being the central figure for mm-hmm. the time that i had my child in that you know everything that you're describing not is that when you're like oh i needed my mom and you're like yeah. <laughs> my mom was literally that figure for me i do not know what sleepless nights were wow my i would my child would cry and look go go <laughs> <Yes, she is. laughs> you know or she would get me up in the middle of the night Eti, kind of thing and she had to have had her for quite some time um I, the most precious moments I have the most precious memories I have of my mom are with my mom and my daughter you know when she was telling me things and she was teaching me things about you know and all these things that you would have seen before and you'd be like oh but why do we do that you know the whole stretching um and all this stuff so my experience was completely different in that um my child was my child but she was also Gogo's child so yeah. my grand, my granny my granny tamara's my daughter's
0: <laughs> your daughter's granny <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's granny
1: the my mom was literally this and you know she did she did the majority of things and that support system that I had like I even think back to the neighbors that we had you know why like I will not even lie like the neighbor would even send for her to like one of her kids next door and through that I learned about um, the whole like by the time she was one year old she was already being in a potty, you know, so things like that that I would have never had um had any idea of how to do. So I think there is an element that support was very I was really surrounded by a lot of mm. um, of people.
0: Yeah. Just, but there's something about being in survival mode almost, right? Because I think what you've described is um I guess the support that was there for the child. And when I noted like you were describing like not having that support, but I think the circumstances are sort of different. Because, well, in what you've said, I, I, I don't know how you felt. You haven't said how, because, because that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like you were in survival mode, and maybe you didn't have time to unpack.
1: I didn't have time to, you know, when I had, when I gave birth, like, you know, I can imagine when you gave birth, you must be like, oh my goodness, like my little baby is here. I mean, for me, it was like, okay, I've given birth, and you know, so what's gonna, like, what's gonna happen now? Where, how am I going to feed this child? You know, so there was a whole lot of other questions. Um, so, it's it it was it was a it was a more it was a difficult time for me, and of course, like having. Holding that child in your arms and you counting the little making sure that she's got all the right number of toes and uh, fingers that was joyful, but then there was a lot more going on in my mind rather than oh my baby is here, if that makes sense yeah yeah, but yeah, i mean how how have you found like um you know so you How did that affect like your relationships with with others? So you said that you took some time away from social media to kind of really focus in on yourself. Do you did you find that you had did you have to explain to people that this is what you were doing?
2: Oh not at all, guys. The last thing I do is explaining myself. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what, guys, people move on. Do you Mm -hmm. know? get off social or die today and come back after one week. And you know, people would have moved on. You know, people literally move on. So at times we worry ourselves about the little things. You think you're off social media and you think people will notice. People mm-hmm. don't even notice. People mm-hmm. move on. So mm-hmm. it's only the people who are really close to you who kind of like sense that, okay, so lifestyle has changed, mm-hmm. you know, then they kind of check up on you that, are you okay? But you know, the rest of the world, they're like, you know, social media can be very like you know things pass quickly so they can't even tell that you didn't post today or you didn't people just continue living their lives so i never really had to explain myself to anyone because my life kind of changed and you know your priorities change automatically and you really kind of don't have an option you just need to get on with it so i'm like okay i now need to focus on my daughter i need to focus on me obviously not and at that time there was a time obviously when i was really like lost in motherhood mm. uh, but after some time i'm like you know what i'm still not here I, I need to go back and find myself because i'm raising my daughter she's going to grow up she's going to outgrow all the all my baby all you know the cuddling and all that where would ah, i be then yeah very quickly so and now she okay this day she's a bit clean because of the lockdown so we spend a lot of time together but there was a time when she literally like just didn't care about me i'll be there and then she be like oh you know what mom do your thing and you know i'm also doing my thing so you kind of have to i think it's in phases and at times you kind of need to embrace it so for me that moment i embraced it because another thing that i've told myself every challenge is an opportunity for you to learn something and for me in as much as and then it was a painful process to go through, but I learned so much about myself mm-hmm. and also the, the resilience that I have and the people around me. So when I look back, I feel like, oh, okay, you know, it happened, uh, but I, it's, it's now hazy. You get what I mean? Because I kind of moved on and, uh, you know, when, when children grow, they change each and every single day. So today she's a different person tomorrow, she, you know? So you,
0: you also just get rolling, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so I had a question about like childcare. Mm-hmm. Like, so how did you do it? Because I mean, when I've spoken to people, like it, it just it just seems like childcare is just such a difficult situation. I mean, first of all, the cost. Mm-hmm. Like, particularly if um, even if both people are not working, because you know people need respite and time out. Like, what? How do people do it in this country? Like, how does she do it?
2: You know what,
0: UK is the piece of the
2: piece when it comes to (laughs) childcare, because I think, I look at my friends back home, you know, they can afford to have, you know, helpers at home, and you have your aunts and your parents and your sisters, you've got all those people around you, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a nightmare, and also I think you just get used to being with your daughter and working around them, Mm -hmm. Uh, but for me, I didn't work for a long time, um, just taking care of my daughter and also just trying to get back into that working space. Yeah. So before I I, I got back to working like full time or actually started my career in the UK because it felt like starting again, you know, starting afresh. So i started off like with the consultancy just consulting from home and luckily i did get clients here and there yeah. and then when i felt like okay i'm ready now i started like really applying applying for jobs and luckily i i did get a job that i love and um before the lockdown and everything my daughter was going to nursery and on some days i work from home um and also my husband we, we like we both have schedules that that work for us so childcare is a nightmare to be honest but i think you just have to work around it
0: yeah so did you ever um so have you ever got like um what do they call them what are they nannies what are they
2: no 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 i mean for me and that i've only been in the uk for like just over three years Mm. so for me honestly i wouldn't i'm still to be fair i'm still finding my feet you know Mm. so for me to bring in someone into my home Mm. also i think it would be it's just too soon for now so i think children grow as well so it should be starting also necessary like you know the you know the 15 hours um, uh that work so you get (laughs) you know how it works is when they turn three
0: right
2: uh, they get government funding 15 hours a week Ah, Okay. yeah and then but if you're both working and okay, but that that applies for 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 the permanent residence You actually get thirty hours. You know. Oh um, so yeah, she's starting in September, and um, yeah, it's just a matter of working around it to be honest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I, I um, my my sort of last is not a question, but it's, So I was just thinking about this, right? Um, because you, you guys are moms. Um, I'm not a mom. Um, and so i was thinking about like friendship dynamics like oh. how that changes um like when you become a mom um because like not you know you talked about like losing yourself in motherhood and then obviously godly you know like interested in knowing like at that time like when you became a mom like what yeah like okay how important are friendships and did did the friendship dynamics change because i i do think sometimes i notice a difference with with my friends like when they become moms like i think i you know like you're there for them but then you just assume that okay you know they're busy and then later on maybe you talk to them they're like oh you know um i convey witty you know like oh how come i didn't hear from you and it's like but i thought you had a new life like you know <laughs> so i just interested in like yeah the dynamics with friends. I, I think
1: like with i mean i again i had a totally different experience but i think it's important to like i have friends who have had babies and kids and the close friends that i have i do not necessarily we don't drift apart because I think even you naughty mentioned it before that there's an element that you are still, yes, you're a mother, but you're still you're still who you are. So you're still that person, you're still that person who had who has had those experiences, you know, with the friends that you have had, you've had those conversations, people have shared things with you, you have shared things with them. So there's still that connection, but yes, you are now a mother. And what I feel is that as time progresses, when people when you know friends do have kids or they get married. There, yes, you kind of are aware, which you know what, there's an element that they might be having lack of sleep. Um, they might not be getting enough sleep. They may be tired. So, but I, I still check in, like you know, hey, are you okay? You know, we have, and you're you aware, and someone will will message and say, you know what, I actually just put little one to sleep, or I am just in the middle of this. So I have two, three minutes. I think it's important to kind of really mold that. Within pe- within the friendships that we have, otherwise people are at risk of you know suffering and suffering in silence because mm-hmm. you have now taken that stand or finished a project or you know what you have moved on. But people, as they move on, whether it's in marriages, whether it's in um, having children, they still have issues and they will still want somebody to reach out to. And knowing that there is that some form of contact, whether it's not the same, you know, you might not be laughing till 3 a.m you know um but it's just knowing that yes at whatever point i can message this person i think that's for me is important
2: yeah actually i agree with you you know what you assume that your friend who has a child is busy with your child but Mm. they're actually lonely for me i've always been that friend where people think okay i'm the stronger friend i'm the strong character so i've always been the one who's always reaching out Mm. to my friends but then I went through a time where i needed them to reach out to me you know mm-hmm. and every time when you say to people oh, you know what ah oh, guys you know what i'm going through this and that people will be like oh but you know not here. you're strong you know how oh, you get through this but then at oh. the times you want people to you know just yeah. listen to you and you know cry with you to say oh yeah my friends you're really going through this oh, but you know what? you're gonna be fine you know because mm-hmm. it can get lonely it can get lonely and also i think like marriage at times, is that's i don't want to call it stigma but I see a lot of this on Twitter to say married women this, you know, mothers this. Guys, I am still naughty. I'm married, but I'm still, you know, it's still me. Come on, you, you <laughs> yeah. get married, but you don't wake up a new person. You know, the next day, yeah. it's still me. If you want us to go for a cup of tea. Call me. We'll go. Just because I'm married or just because I've got a child, maybe in that way I'm pushing prema, You know, that's the thing that's changed. But I can still drink tea. I can still, you know, have a glass of wine. So yeah. I think people always assume that with marriage or with motherhood, people change who they are. Yeah. But to be fair, it's still the same person. And I've always, ever since I had, I had a child. Um when someone tells me that they're pregnant or they just gave birth, I feel like you're not know, calling them all the time to say, are yeah. you okay? You know, I feel like always reaching out. And if someone is not my friend and I know the friend, I'm like, you know what? I just encourage them, reach out to your friend, ask them yeah. if they're okay. Because you want that element of what you know, because you're navigating something that you don't know you know yeah. so you want that element of that comfort of something you know and your friends are what you know yeah. but also the dynamics of friendship I can I can stay a month without talking to some of my friends but it doesn't mean I hate you or we've fallen mm. out whenever you call me or I call you we just continue from where we left off because I think it's, it's still us mm. yeah
0: no I, okay so you've said a really good point because I just think maybe my perception sometimes is um, so, so maybe if someone has a child or has got married, and I think those two, it's, it's kind of the same because you just assume that, okay, they're at, they're at a new chapter of their life, right? Give them space to navigate that. And sometimes as a friend, you kind of feel like, well, this person now has a child. That's the most important thing to them now, or they're now married. That's the most important. Me, now, say, I'm now like... <laughs> you know, at the bottom. No, I'm being honest, right? And and if you think about it, even at home, like culturally, you know, yeah. we grew up with the whole, like, you know, when someone's getting married, sometimes they'll be like, oh, don't be friends with your single, uh, yeah. single friends. Don't say that.
1: No, guys, no. That's bad <laughs> advice. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I, and I think you're right. I think culturally, that is where we that's where such conversations kind of derive from. Kunoputi, mm-hmm. um, somebody gets married and they come and you see them leaving the house. It's like, oh, they're dealer, so someone you know doesn't belong to us anymore, kind of thing. And I think we really need to move away from that narrative because it's from that very same narrative where people say that you know what, if you're going through stuff you know, and that's why people are not in touch with their friends. Why should you not be in touch with people that you have had connections with? Because that's what friendship is. It's about you connecting with somebody over something over, you know, whatever it is. And if you're moving away from that, just because you're now a mother or whether you're now uh, a wife, that's what I'm saying. And I think now, as society has literally unraveled itself, we, we, we recognize that people, in these um, marriages, people who are newly mothers have their own struggles. And it's at that point in time where your family might not be the people to reach out to you. Let your friends continue to be the support system that they have been because, you know, what? just, because I'm a mother now, doesn't necessarily mean that I am not battling anorexia. I still am battling things that I was battling before, but I'm not just having, I'm not battling anorexia obviously, but you know, people still need that support and i think we need to move away from that 100%. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think what i was, yeah I, I i get that so i think the point that i was saying like i, I feel like maybe i'm explaining myself to to my <laughs> mother friends no it's because like literally like maybe you'd be just like oh m- maybe you do get in touch with that person and then they're they're busy and then you'd be like oh you know i need to be like you just feel like oh they're so happy like they're they're like they've now got their number one priority right so i don't want to be calling and talking about oh my god did you see on the shade room did you see what august and jay oh right. say? wait 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 you're the first person to turn
1: around and say you know what social media does not depict the way people are feeling i may post my bundle of joy you know your 10 but it doesn't mean that I am, yes, that is now my priority, but it doesn't mean that I am not suffering from something else. What if my husband is beating me up, but I've still posted that picture. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think we need to, t- Like I don't know what your thoughts are, are Naughty, because you are.
2: And For me, besides even posting your bundle of joy and all that, I mean, guys, you know what, you know, it's just social media, you know, it, it's not a true reflection of how someone feels or, or, or what someone is going through. For instance, I, I literally wasn't posting anything, so there is no way you could tell that, okay, this is where Naughty is in her life or, or, or whatever, you know, and um, my motto is, if you've been my friend, or if you are my friend, you'll always be my friend. Whether you get married, whether you divorce, whether you have four kids or five kids, Mina, if you are my friend, you will always be my friend. Yeah. I'm not a kind of person where I say, yeah, I fell out with my friend because of that, that, that. Guys, there is nothing that cannot be fixed, honestly. And most of the times, usually, okay, what, Collie? do <laughs> no, carry on, carry on. <laughs> so for me it's really a matter of just reach out to your friends honestly just because it, I'm, I'm not a new person i am definitely not a new person it's still the same old me i've just maybe um like you've, i've entered a new chapter in my life but it doesn't mean all those other, other chapters are closed okay. in my yeah. life yeah. so so reach
0: natasha don't use it as an excuse no, no just don't no no <laughs> I, but 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 do you guys understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. I think and it's, also I think it's just an assumption. To be honest, I think it's just an assumption, and it doesn't
2: make it better. Also, because I've seen people, they would you do with. Would you marry someone with a tattoo? Would you marry someone who has this? Would you marry a wife who goes to club? Would you marry guys? Like yeah. They, I, 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 okay, I'm going to respond to these things, but then I clearly thought it, okay, I'm not even going to engage such thoughts yeah. because you know, what's the thinking behind that? In mm. as much as we can say it's culture or whatever, mm. but I think even there are people besides the culture whatsoever on social media. There's people who would think okay, hello is very modernized, who still say things like that. Like mm. what that have to do with you know marriage or whatever yeah. so I think at times it's just assumptions guys it's just
1: assumptions mm. Mm. when you have your babies yeah nah, I'm not going away I'm sorry yeah. now I'll still be calling you
0: when I put a little baby baby down so that we can have thirty minutes to record something exactly. no 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 no, no. no don't, don't get me wrong I totally get you right but I think it's just that like because sometimes you just think that oh maybe as a friend my role is no longer as important to that person
2: oh oh no you know like 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 anything else friendship is a relationship guys relationships evolve you know just because you your friend has entered another chapter it doesn't mean your friendship has ended yeah evolve just like relationships (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> those are relationships evolving you know yeah. maybe that's their way of ensuring that their relationship their relationship goes on you know instead of it ending it evolved so friendships like relationships evolve
0: yeah
1: so my my child my child it's not not a little child came obviously um nearly came not so long ago and i noticed them like i guess what you're saying that it, relationship. relationship you know maybe there's some people who are like oh you know it's she's a mother now um Benidiva. i did notice that i did notice that there were people who like i had obviously a different lifestyle to what i, I, I have now i'm trying to be a lot more homely you know trying to set to be a, uh, to set something you know like to be home spend time with my child um and stuff like that but i did notice that some friendships i had obviously we, we we drifted apart or maybe we grew apart and in as much as i appreciate that oh you know maybe they're saying oh you know what uh let's give them time to bond and all this stuff mm-hmm. i really miss i miss some of i miss them i miss like people just hanging out with people because yes there was a point in time when i was like totally engrossed with my child and then like I go to this woman, "Can this woman does she not have a life? You know, and I miss that. I miss having convers like just having just crazy conversations with my friends where you just like you put your mother, your mother, your mother self to one side, you know, and you just talk about crazy shit, you know, and you just be like, oh, do you remember that time we did this? And you just mm-hmm. like, and I miss that, you know. I, okay. I, I okay. did you you okay. now, Kolly? Okay. Yeah, so she joined me um i'd say is it a year two years yeah. ago
2: oh, nice. yeah when i first met you, yeah. you.
1: Oh, that's yeah. nice. so that was us on our on our, on our bonding sessions i was like come on let's trip oh, out to yeah. london
2: nice. i wonder like how is that experience for you to not have lived with her for such a long time yeah do you know
1: it's it's it, 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 it was really it has really been challenging um I, I left it obviously when she was she was still quite young and the plan was to kind of have have something for myself so that I could have something for her. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand this at that time because again I was also quite young and I left home with quite a lot of responsibility. So I came here and I knew that I couldn't be like the next person. I knew that I couldn't be like, you know my fellows in Baldwin in that I had, I had a child at home, I had to do better, I had to do well in school, I had to work, I had to work hard, I had to do extra shifts when I could, so that I could send money home. Um, and because from the time she was born, she was literally all, she, I was all she knew, I was all she knew um, and the surrounding family. And, you know, we were, quite were really close i used to fall asleep with her and um, as time progressed i remember i would you know i didn't do that i used to hold her and i used to sleep with her like on my on my shoulder and would sleep afternoon naps that was like that was the way we slept and my mother used to yell at me and she would like, but that's the sort of relationship that we had and of course the next thing was we were apart and I didn't quite understand what was happening. Even when I was saying goodbye to her, I didn't quite understand the magnitude of what that meant. So it was a loss for me. So coming here, I had to adjust to a lot of um, to the culture, to the society. But I also had to adjust to not being a mother. Not Because at home, that was the forefront. I was even being called to... Like my mother used to make it a point to kind of thing Um as a, this is this is who you are like don't forget yes you're young but you're still a mother um and then you come here you're like who and they're like who are you and i can't be like oh i am somebody's mother because that somebody is not even there so i had to kind of push myself and read like okay so this is who i am so really i going through it was very much highs and lows like i went home probably within two years of being here because I missed her so much. I used to call like nearly every day um, just to hear her little voice. And we moved from her calling me like mama um, to being like, you know, I guess even just-
2: I call you now.
1: Calling me, now she, she, she calls me, you know, everything everything under the sun. I don't know, she's not rude, but you know, she, it, it, it just changes. Uh-huh. And even when I went home the first time to see her, you know, there's a very fond memory that I have of her back home when I used to come home because I actually had to go back to school, um, and I was coming back from school and she would come running for me like she how she'd even hear me she would come running to the gate and I'd run away from her. Um, my first memory going back home was seeing her and she was on the swing, and she looked at me with very, she didn't, probably didn't even recognize me. And for me, I'm overwhelmed, like, oh, now I'm an Annie, And, you know, I just want to squeeze the life out of her. Life out of her. Um, but you could tell that to, to her, I was a stranger. So, and I think that stuck with me. And it made it a point that I needed to do more. I needed to go home a lot more often. I need to call home a lot more and try to build that relationship, which is what I i try I did my best to do with I guess um, you know, very limited resources because you're not able to go home every month. So it was once a year, we call home and then she started going to school. Um, it was only i guess when she ended her teens that she kind of really started turning to me So she turned to me for for stuff uh turned to mostly for money so i you know it was like i was i was she was a western union baby in that What and you know it's navigating that guilt that i had that oh you know what i'm not there so i'm going to give her whatever she wants but we our relationship has has also evolved you know um and I, i see it more in the last few years uh, that she has just we really kind of turned to me and I have returned really to her and she's such a joy to to mother. Same to Malamiga my yeah, my you know. I ask for money, she takes me out sometimes. So I, I like it guys, it's nice. Uh,
2: yeah. but well done, Mama. I think we don't say that enough to each other as women or even mm-hmm. as moms. And I remember when my daughter was ten and three, I was feeling so. Emotional, I was so overwhelmed. You know, I'll just look at her and think, you know what, one thing my daughter has taught me is that I am enough. You know, mm. even as much as I did it, I felt like, okay, am I being a good mom? Am I? Mm. But when I look at her, I feel that, you know, I feel that joy. And I feel like God is telling me that, you know what, yeah. you are enough. You know, yeah. you're enough for her, you're enough mm. for yourself, you're enough for the people around you. So i
0: think we don't tell each other enough that you know what? well done mama yeah no No. well 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 done naughty you're (laughs) you're doing really really well well done well done (laughs) obviously because i know ukoli a little bit more and i spend more time with her like i just want to say i'm so proud of golly like because i have been there since the beginning in the sense of since her daughter came right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. united and I, I have seen just the difference. And you know, like what we talk about, Konoku, you know, this could be another episode, really. You know, like what to talk about the Western Union babies mm. being a WhatsApp parent. Um, and the fact that, you know, like when you were saying, when you left, you didn't really, you probably thought, oh, maybe a year or two or whatever, either I'll come back home or, you know, she'll come. But then the severity of the situation at home just leaves a lot of people, you know, like that. And you were young. So I'm really proud of Golly because like she has oh my god, Naughty and you Naughty, you you we we came with Golly's daughter to, to right I remember
2: that. Right. And
0: when, when they say that's my daughter, I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, oh wow. You'll <laughs> <laughs> No, and, and the thing is about like why I'm so proud of her, because like it's such a difficult thing to navigate, right? Being reunited, right? And like you said kind of like, yes, you have that relationship, but it's like Western Union baby, what's up, parent kind of thing, right? And then now coming back to being in the same space and like god you know like then you kind of wearing like your mom hat like at the forefront um and i I just think like it's been really beautiful to watch i'm 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 extremely proud of you and the thing is anyone who meets god daughter like if you think god is impressive like this girl is like at times a hundred so for me that's like it's, it's it's such a reflection, on and look only even like the investment that she's made in her daughter, you know, like sending her to good schools and everything. So well done! Oh. I want you to be on record. Well done.
2: <laughs> Thank you. That is- and well done to you, Ned, for being deputy mom because you guys are always together.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. I tell you, yeah, we really well are.
2: For the transition for her, it must have been hard as well because we are Kuli Lanti and. You know, she didn't grow up here, you know, yeah. also for her getting to understand the culture here. Because yeah. I feel like I am getting ready for so many fights as my daughter is about to start school. Because in as much as she was born here, for me, she's African, she's Zimbabwean. I remember <laughs> yeah, that's the truth, guys. I remember having this argument at work when someone was saying to me, Oh, so your daughter was born here, so she's English. You know, I literally, and i like, no! <laughs> it's like, okay, nothing's it's okay, but she, but I really wanted to get that. you yeah. get that okay, as much as you are born here, girl, Wait. You're Wait. After yeah. That. yeah You are Zimbabwean. Yeah. So I feel like I am I'm getting myself ready for. So much identity crisis issues, even at school. You know, these days we talk about racism, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how it's like for your daughter who came here as a cool you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, everything will have its challenges. You have challenges, like you've mentioned. The benefit of us, like right now, whether we are Mothers or in marriages or in relationships and friendships is that we have got such access to information that we didn't have before You know there we have a language for things that we didn't necessarily even know of before So there is and I said to my daughter thousands thousand thousands times that you know what you need to Speak to somebody at some point, you know, um Because she yes, there are challenges that she will face. There's things that we talk about and I am I make it a point you know, I am that annoying mother. If there any opportunity, <laughs> is a lame opportunity. Any, no? and I just talk it. And the things that I I didn't I didn't hear from my mother, but I've heard from you know from whether it's uh, social media or things like that that as a black woman you need to work hard. You need to work twice as hard as the next person. These are things I say to her. These are things I say to her that, you know what, you you, you will meet people out there, they're going to treat you differently because of the way you're your serving is stuff. And she, she sees it, and she comes home, she's working now, and she'll tell me, oh gosh, you know, this, happened, this and this happened." And I'm like, okay. So you see, so then we have that conversation. So, and I mentioned it again, I think in our last episode, you know, it's about having conversations that are sometimes uncomfortable even for, for you, because I feel like sometimes, I'm such an, an introvert you know I, I i'm very free amongst my friends but there's things with her that i'm like oh gosh i mean don't want to talk about this but i force myself out of my shell and I'm like let's talk about this so i think we are in a good position that we have access to books we've got access to other people um you know and people now have access to this podcast to actually hear what it was like for you as well so you know it's it's just about touching people in different ways yeah. i think
0: and i think the point note to that you were saying um Uti, like how do we uh because we've talked like in the past about this illusion of inclusion mm. um you know this identity sort of thing like like how do you i can't you can't even say god against your tongue because what? the truth is their experiences will be different because they're born here right mm. but our expectations of them will also be different so i think like like you said you know we have you know these spaces that we are creating hopefully that's one way that we can share information but like like what else guys because i know with team you know I, I know like going home often is a thing but now with this new pandemic world like you know when we we'll go home but also like what are they like schools like i know for example there is an app right that um but I think it's Shona, like where like kids can learn Shona. I don't mm. know if there's like a Debele app. Um, I know like there's a kid's book, there's a kid called, what is it, Towavuga.
2: What is oh that? yeah, Togo
1: I've seen that as so, well, yeah. We should
2: start the Debele app, you know what, guys? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true i think on dewele twitter she does a, uh i've seen her on instagram seen yeah on, on twitter as well um and she does like uh some dewele lessons so she focuses on words um on a word a day or something i'm not i'm not too sure but i've seen that she's doing or she or he is doing something she
0: yeah
1: um is doing something so i, I guess it's like plugging into these things people are also recognizing that, you know what like, ubuntu is important your child you know if you want can learn you can teach them they can be bilingual and I think you see more people more children now who can maybe not um, necessarily speak but they can understand and um, like kissing or Shona whatever it is but you know, I think it's it's doable we can do it yeah. that being said I don't know having a young child in the house but <laughs> I can't even yeah because <laughs> I seen David and if I'm putting on my mother voice I and they really comes very quickly.
2: Yeah, I think also just speaking to them, you know, in the regular even if they get to a point, because obviously school will kind of overpower you at some point. You mm-hmm. spend more time at school, and you'll be at work. But at least if if they understand, you know what you're saying, and like you say, yeah. going home, you know, visiting home more, because all they need to know is, children want to belong these days, and I think a lot of is come from belonging, you know, and in as much as we say, ah, I don't want validation or we're well, humans, we want that mm,
1: validation. We do, 100%. And
2: you want it from your people. Mm. So I think being in touch with, you know, a lot of your people. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can we switch the conversation just a tiny bit to um the mother? I like. What we got from our mothers, or were we like, I'm interested to know, like, even from you, Nat, like, you know, do you feel like you've been adequately prepared to 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 be a mommy? Um, you know. Uh, and I want to, I was looking for this uh poem, basically. It's it's a it's a poem by Philip Larkin, and it's called This Be the Verse. So it just kind of talks about how our parents um kind of instilled in us their fears because they were their fe- these fears were instilled into them by their parents so i'm interested to know like what are we passing on to um to our children you know do you feel as are you, have you been prepared for motherhood um, and this is a question also for you nat like you know what sort of things did your mother maybe yes <laughs> Did you, did you did you feel like you got from your mom that you would want to pass down onto to your kids? So I'm going to read it very quickly and just to get your guys thoughts on it. It's it's got a swear word, so I'm not going to say the swear word, obviously. It says they f you up, your mom and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were effed up in their turn by fools in old style hats and coats who half the time were soapy stern and half at one another's throats man hands on misery to man it deepens like a coastal shelf and gets you so, sorry it deepens like a coastal shelf get out as early as you can and his 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 advice in all this is and don't have kids yourself because you are at risk of passing on the faults that you receive from your parents to your children. So, like, what what do you guys think about that? What do you do? You feel like you've been prepared for cycle. Yeah. How do we break the cycle of things that you maybe learned from uh, from culture, from society, and stop that from passing on to to your children? So that's too many questions. No,
2: <laughs> it makes sense. Do you want me to start or oh, okay? Let's hear fresh ideas from Ned, please.
0: One <laughs> point, yes there are too many questions no but i think it's true like it is true you are um because you can only pour into you can only pour out of what you have right so if you are a parent that's what you're pouring you know you pour uh, you know what you have so yes like we are products of our parents uh, and then later on maybe our environment and just other people that we meet along the way um but I, I think I, I think it's an interesting one um, because human nature for the most part
2: yeah.
0: we want to um, you know leave a legacy behind like you want to have kids right mm-hmm. like so w- one of the things that I have been thinking about like is that desire a selfish one because you know like 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 if you think about what's happening in the world now you're like yeah like i okay this is what i want but you will this person be like yo you could have just just left me alone not not in this earth (laughs) you feel prepared
1: for it though is the question
0: do you feel okay so i think we've had a conversation about this before i when I've spoken to people, I I don't think anyone can really, really be prepared to be a parent. And Mm -hmm. I think it just happens. However, I think even recognizing self-awareness is the first step. Mm -hmm. So Even recognize when you recognize your weaknesses, you're prepared for anything. And I think that's the good thing about the age that we are in now, just like, you know, in terms of just the time and even just actually like, being like our actual ages is because we, we live in an information age so like you said there's language to things that we did not know right um i think what maybe people's approach even to kids is slightly different you know some people you know it was the whole like the child is not um is seen not heard Mm-hmm. you know you don't think about the child's feelings parents don't apologize to their you know you, you never had like oh i'm really sorry that i did this to you or whatever but we're learning all of this but again in 30 40 time there'll be new things where mm-hmm. people turn around and they'll be like you know our parents were so angry because our parents were posting us online and my my bio data was now used for this you, you literally you have no control yeah yeah but
2: yeah yeah i think like what you said i think nothing can nothing can really prepare you 100 Mm percent for motherhood you know because also people's experiences they differ Mm -hmm. so i think for me what i learned from my parents Mm -hmm. um i think i learned a lot from both of them as a team because they were different Mm -hmm. so my dad my dad is like a very soft gentle soul and he was he was all about, my mom was the type who would say, you know, but my dad was the type who would I want you know? So I think that balance, you know, I learned that there needs to be a balance when it comes to parents. And at times, you know, my dad would discipline us, and then at times, my mom would always, obviously, you know, so for me i learned about that balance you could say okay you need to balance and you need to you need to work as a team you know because also you know the father of the child also he brings what he learned from his parents yes. so you are all coming in with you know different teachings yes. from your parents uh but like what ned said i think as when you recognize the weaknesses that you have mm-hmm. it will make it easier for you because you yeah. quit identify them to say, okay, I don't want that. And also when you recognize the weaknesses that your parents had, you know, you quickly see that, okay, I don't want to do what my mom or dad used to do, you know? So I think it's just a matter of of, of balancing it out. And for me, it's, I, I want my child to be, uh, to be able to talk to me about anything and everything. For me, I think that's the most important part.
1: You get that with your mom. Is that something that you like?
2: No, I, okay, I only, started getting that with my mom when i was growing up but i remember wanting so much to talk to her about certain things at a certain age but i just couldn't you know so when i think of that i it really makes me so conscious to say okay i want my daughter i don't want her to be 14 and think okay i can't talk to my mom about this yet you get it i want her i want to be the first person that she comes to you know i wanted to always know that even if she's going to ask me something and i say uh uh-uh, uh uh what's that but i want her to have had come to me first so for me i think that's very important especially now when we live in a in an age of social media you know kids are learning so many things different things and they've got access to a whole lot of things and in as much as right now i can shield her from a lot of things i can shield her from social media i can shield her you know from a lot of things but as she grows up i won't be able to you know shield her all the way so i wanted to see something out there and be able to come to me and say ah mama you know, I saw this, or what do I do? You
1: know. How about you, Nat? Like what sort of things did you learn from your mom that you'd want to pass on to future generation?
0: Mm, I think that's a tough to be honest, my mom was quite progressive and she was really ahead of her time. Mm. Um, to the point that like I think when I was young, I didn't recognise that. 'Cause you were used to like the traditional stuffy kind of moms and like that's the model that you saw. But my mom was like really like um she's still quite progressive in her thinking and everything. And I'm appreciating that more yes. now, yes. right? Um as 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 I'm growing up. But I know one thing she always used to like <laughs> I always think about it and but I, I guess it's more maybe like uh advice like for adults, whatever. Like should always be like if I'm debating or like impassioned about things she'll always always be like no 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 you can never be absolute in anything that you're saying Mm -hmm. like because there's there's no absolutism in everything right so you can't say this is how this is no, you have to like break it down, like okay, this is how it is at this moment. Or so like even like when I'm debating people, I always like keep that in mind. Like you can't be absolute because you can change your mind. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's one. Oh, okay.
1: That's nice.
0: Um,
1: I think for me my mom was uh she was literally a rock for me. And I think that's just something that I definitely want to pass on to my to my child for sure. Uti, you know what? No matter how things, how bad things get, you know, there is one person I can always, I could always turn to, and that was my mom. Like she, I tell that woman saved me. She was, uh, I, I can't even. And that's kind of that's one thing I remember, and I try to emulate that in my relationships with, in my relationship with my with my daughter. Mm.
0: Can I ask when did you guys realize you were turning into your mom? Like. Is there, like, any example
1: that you're like, yo, <laughs> I'm my mom? Yeah, for me, I've noticed it ever since I have moved to this flat.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I tell you, my cleaning has gone up. My mom was a clean freak. Six o'clock in a Saturday or Friday. So, and you know, I used to, I used to hate it. And, you know, um, but this is me now. I am cleaning the windows. I am on the... Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad. My, I was chatting to my little sister, and, and I was telling her, "Yeah, I'm trying to get my child to get into the cleaning, and <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not it's not aligning." She like, was like, "You're telling to a mama, like seriously." <laughs> How what are
2: if you? I do not... For me, guys, na no, it's still like three. I think. So I don't have many memories of when I was three. But I think I'm t- my mom has always been an early bed, like your mom, girlie. my mom would just wake up at four for no reason, like no reason at all, she'll be up at four. Uh, but the only difference is that I wake up early, but I don't wake anyone up, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
2: I come downstairs, you know, for that me time, I have my cup of tea, or I catch up on a TV show, or I watch yeah. news. What I- time do you get up? it depends honestly but i've always been an early bird. i don't struggle uh with waking up so even six o'clock like you know some people think six o'clock is is, is, is late or something it's a bit i'm
1: provoked,
2: i'm provoked guys i'll wake up at 7 and also because i love reading a lot like but now i don't have time because when i'm reading my daughter wants to take the book and write so i think that's the only time and i can actually like read the book or something so i just wake up and i
1: just i just do me yeah and my mom my mom she'll just wake up and
0: do her you know. how about you nice for me um i think okay so once so, so my mom was like a people person like and but and she got things done so she's the type of person who like for example when we're here in the uk and she'll be on the phone like with people like in zim and then like someone used to laugh me, ah, you know what what's this toy i'm gonna say okay i plan this so maybe like people end up meeting like she'll organize so i find like i do that a little bit in my way like i find like i connect people i was like yo i'm telling it to my mom <laughs> like because i remember someone was like wait because they asked me to do, they they wanted something to be done, and was like, "Um, no, I know someone. (laughs) And I was like, and then people sort of say that as well, like, but like I said, when I was young, I did not appreciate it. Mm. But then now, like I see it, and I'm just like, oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Ah, that's nice.
1: Yeah, it is. Okay, so I think just for time, should we maybe just round up? And we wanted to have like a bit of a, a fun section. I think this is kind of um, more like for you naughty, because it's, it's, it involves like eating children's snacks and stuff like that. So I want to ask this a few questions. Or is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Natasha. No, no. Um, but also like you can answer Natasha, if you would eat your, eat your, eat your child's snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, you know this, the blue say, like the ser-like in, not the blue, ser-like, the say like that was in a blue box you guys remember that? Was it in a yellow box? The original formula for say like yeah, yeah. Ooh, like
0: yellow. yeah.
2: yellow.
1: Yeah. I tell you, it was I used to be I used to be like two spoonfuls for tamara one for me. You know, it that was the tastiest thing. Like I think that's only like stopped me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I actually ate that stuff. Like I used those times I'll actually go and make it into small pots oh. and a small cup and have it. It was so good. So, questions. The first one is, actually, have you ever had a snack and denied eating it?
2: Gosh, she's still so young, well, so I'm not sure about denying <laughs> had her food. I don't have to agree or it at this moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I had it. Um, and have you ever, like, pretended, like, in the middle of the night, when maybe she was getting up at night, have you ever pretended to be sleeping? Um, <laughs> So that's the other half can't get up or
2: yes the other gender must wake up also <laughs> <laughs> but you know to be fair doing is always you know you uk i think it doesn't even give you a chance you know both mm. of you you just know yeah. that you know what we need to do this so how did
1: you how did you do it did you was it like one goes um, i mean i kind of then the second time is the other person kind of thing you take it in turns
2: yeah but not not really rotate because when she was still breastfeeding obviously it was always mm-hmm. oh, me but then afterwards when she was now you know taking the bottle you know it became so much easier because he understood that oh you know what she's tired let me just listen mm-hmm. and at times when i could tell that you know what this guy he's awake also and i'm mm-hmm. okay, like i'm sleeping <laughs> you need to take care of yourself at times guys because look out for yourself i'll just pretend i'm sleeping
1: (laughs) and i guess like the last question is about how do you keep it um how do you keep time for him as well
0: for the romance
1: guys (laughs) the romance will
2: just always be there meant will always be there but i think at times you need to make it like make a put a conscious effort to say you mm-hmm. know I, I i need to keep this going mm-hmm. in as much as we now we now have our daughter because she kind of centers us because mm-hmm. you've got this human being that you both love so much and mm-hmm. so in as much as we meet so much through her there is mm-hmm. also us as individuals yeah, to yeah. how to make time for each other so, back when life was still normal, the times were not bought off um, and um, the nursery is open, take it to nursery and just have the day for each other and, that's nice. and you know at times, with kids obviously they can't stay up till midnight you know, yeah. you have a, you put it down 8, 8.30 and you know, like, this is our time just to just chill, you know
0: Yeah
2: So yeah, you, you just have to make the time Yeah, no that's,
0: oh,
1: cool. that's been amazing, man
2: Some Yeah.
1: nice Solid, solid, solid advice. Get your child to sleep early. Six.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Also, I'm not that mom or routine and stuff and stuff because I think it puts unnecessary pressure. I wouldn't want to tell a new mom that to say Mm because I remember being such a vocal mom. It's important to okay. Down at this time. She should eat at this time, you know, and it's just so stressful. So I think at times you just need to roll with the punches. Mm. On days when you know she's failing to go down, even if you put it down at ten, it's okay. It's not the end of the world, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on moms to say yes, our routine is fine. But on days if it's not working, it's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, nice. yeah so the, You need to survive. It's just about surviving the day. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. a last one from me.
0: <laughs> would you? Okay, would you guys do this? Okay, so I have. Hmm, how how should I phrase this? I feel like this is naughty. Ned. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! It's not even. It's not even. <laughs> no, no, no. So, would you? Um, so, I know some people who once did this. Okay, I know it's bad, but so that the child was I think four <laughs> on their brothers. So the child kept um so they knew the child knew that their birthday was in a certain month. <laughs> and then they kept asking, oh is it my birthday? Is it my birthday? <laughs> and the parents lied lied to them because mm-hmm. they were waiting for payday okay yeah, i've seen that how would you do that yeah it it's was so funny. funny ah guys come on no <laughs> it was funny because i was there and and that i don't know maybe the child like on their birthday mm-hmm. i feel like something in them new, so they kept asking is it my birthday no like not today
1: no <laughs> wait for payday yeah.
2: I'm not going to say no but for now I don't think I'll do it but I'm not going to say no maybe one day you know I don't know guys okay? maybe I'll be so broke on that day and then maybe I'll have to postpone it but I hope you'll understand I hope I can tell it that like, it's your birthday today but we'll celebrate it on Saturday something like that
0: we, we celebrated it the next week It's like no today is now your birthday <laughs>
2: that, Yeah. Was so I, funny
0: if that works, then good for them <laughs> But I think you can't get away with it after five, especially oh, yeah. like when, yeah, yeah. Because yeah.
2: so they have you counting down with them to say, okay, mom, my birthday is in three days, and then like, okay, two more sleeps, one more <laughs> sleep. Yeah. my niece does to my sister. Like, okay, how many more sleeps to my birthday? Oh my God. They're literally counting down. You
0: know? Yeah.
2: So she knows.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you, thank you both. It's been a really good conversation. And I hope we can like have another conversation because I think there's just something about, you know, especially navigating being a parent like in in these abroads. Yeah, and I think sometimes because we are, you know, kind of like maybe still young or plugged into what's happening, you may think you know, but actually, you know these these young people, like they're into stuff that you know <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah,
1: so true. It's so true. Like literally, there's stuff that um my child will come and she'll be like, "Oh, this, this." I'm like, Where? really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that already. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to learn.
0: Exactly.
2: They are. I mean, even who's now? No she's she's learning how to talk and you know kids watch tv a lot Mm. you know she'll say things to me and i'm like she's like mom what what you doing mom i'm like where did you hear that (laughs) So from a young age you know they are learning a lot from tv and you can't run away from it because at times you're working and you just need them to watch tv Mm. when you're doing something in the house and they're actually learning a lot of stuff
0: no definitely so definitely we are continuing this conversation so guys um so naughty um where can people find you online in case they wanted to just engage with you on some of the stuff you talked about
2: Ah, uh, you can find me on i don't want to say twitter because you'll DM me and then i won't see it for a week guys <laughs> so don't dm her oh you oh, can you can only just, add her no, you can just no. Um, you can DM me; it's fine. Uh, but yeah, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. It's not like yeah, I'm not, I'm not a celebrity or anything to say. Don't DM me, guys. You can you can even ask for my number from net or poly?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. So people can find you on on this on the social medias. Yeah yes and guys um again if you're listening watching if you're watching on youtube please comment below anything that you think like how's your experience been like what tips do you have um if you're listening um please join the conversation on social media on facebook on instagram on twitter please hashtag gallons guys so totally not and i can see the conversation and we can you know keep it going because it's definitely not a one episode conversation and i'm really happy that that i had this because i i thought like not being a mom i won't have much to you know, say or get from this, but I've learned a whole lot. So, thank you to both of you for really being open. Um, it's, it's, it's been great. Thank you, thank you, guys.
1: Thank you. Okay, that was great, Natty.
0: Can I laugh as <laughs> well? So, once again, thank you to the sponsors of this episode, willowyourgroceries.com. So yes, guys. Uh, if you want to buy groceries for people in Zoom, you can just go on Um I, ho- I hope they have a mask.
1: Do you know? I have. I looked. They don't. I didn't see, but I definitely saw it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Cool, cool, whatever it is, but yes guys, um go on wulayagroceries.com and yo, it's our first our first oh mm. Thank you. Yes. Feels good. Yes, yeah, so thank you. let i wanna wear Wulaa Groceries. Uh but yes guys, wulayagroceries.com. Thank yes. you.